we still haven't launched that YouTube channel. We still haven't launched our business. We still haven't launched our book. We still haven't focused on developing our new idea, whatever it may be. How many of you feel caught in a cycle, a trap or a pattern with overthinking and procrastination and want to break out? everyone welcome back to on purpose thank you so much for being here this week whether you're cooking commuting walking the dog whether you're just chilling relaxing editing working whatever you're up to i'm so grateful that we get to spend this time together it's nearly been a year nearly been a year since i launched the podcast and we have shared with you two podcast every single week for the last year without any stops. It's been incredible. We've had some phenomenal guests and conversations, everyone from Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, of course, with what happened a couple of weeks ago. We've had everyone from Yuval Noah Harari, the author of Homo Deus and Sapiens. We've had Russell Brand, Liza Koshy, Khloe Kardashian. We've had Ray Dalio, for those of you who are fascinated by the business billionaire. We've had some incredible thinkers on the podcast. And at the same time, I've been doing these weekly wisdom workshops every single Friday where I'm helping you through some of the toughest decisions and moments of your life. Now, one of the big things you really supported with me last year was the podcast. You downloaded the podcast, you shared it, you made the podcast go viral. We're making wisdom go viral together. And now this year, I would deeply love and appreciate your support with my first ever book. The book is called Think Like a Monk, Train Your Mind for Peace and Purpose Every Day. How many of you want to find more peace in your daily life? How many of you want to find more purpose in your life? How many of you want to train your mind so that it actually becomes your friend and you can actually use it rather than it use you? If you answered yes to any of those questions, Think Like a Monk will help you do that. It will help you overcome your fears, break through procrastination and overthinking. It will help you drive towards living a purposeful life and most of all, live a life to your potential without any of the obstacles that you're facing right now. And I can't wait to experience it. All you have to do is go to thinklikeamonkbook.com and pre-order right now. We're literally less than 90 days away now till the book is out. Please, please, please go to thinklikeamonkbook.com and order the book internationally wherever you are in the world. Okay, so let's dive in straight to today's session. And today we're actually taking a deeper look at this topic of overthinking and procrastination because I get so many messages in DMs, in comments, when I'm having conversations with you. Jay, I'm stuck. I keep overthinking, Jay. Jay, I'm procrastinating. Jay, I can't stop thinking about this. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to start. I don't know what to start, right? How many of you are living in any of these dialogues with yourself? You don't know where to start, what to start on, how to start. And you're confused, you're lost. And overthinking and procrastination, it blocks us and it stops us from who we are and who we can truly be, right? Now, 
The interesting thing about overthinking and procrastination is sometimes, rarely, if used effectively, they can actually evolve into innovation and creativity in the short term. But overthinking and procrastination in the long term can actually limit our potential. But this is an important point that I want to raise that sometimes reflecting, thinking, overthinking, procrastinating, like letting it build, letting an idea grow in your mind in the short term with a deadline, with a plan, can actually lead to innovation and creativity. So if you're doing this for like a month, if you're doing this for like three months, that's cool. If you're doing this for like a one year or three years, that's something to think about. See, procrastination and overthinking are powerful when you give it a deadline, when you see your thoughts evolving rather than devolving, right? Evolving in the sense that every time you're thinking about it, you're like learning something new. You're coming up with a new idea. You're coming up with a new lens or a new perspective, but overthinking and procrastination when it's negative is devolving. You're getting more and more stressed. You're getting more and more anxious. You're losing more and more energy. It's draining. It's devolving, not evolving. If your procrastination and overthinking is evolving and it has a deadline and a plan and you know what you're working towards, it can actually be really, really powerful. And I wanted to throw that in there because I think a lot of people just judge themselves for overthinking or procrastinating, but there is a use for it. So I want you to note that benefit for sure. But for most of us, overthinking and procrastination becomes a long-term thing. We still haven't launched that YouTube channel. We still haven't launched our business. We still haven't launched our book. We still haven't focused on developing our new idea, whatever it may be. How many of you feel caught in a cycle, a trap or a pattern with overthinking and procrastination and want to break out. Now, I always like to look at studies because I think studies shed a lot of useful light on our challenges because when you're going through a challenge, the biggest mistake you can make is thinking you're the only one to go through it. Because when you think you're the only one to go through it, no one can help you and you can't help yourself. Listen to that carefully. The biggest mistake you can make when going through a problem is to think you're the only one going through that problem. Because that means that no one can help you and you can't help yourself. When you realize that you have a shared challenge, you have a common challenge, you have a common problem, it means that you can go to someone who's been through it before, which means you're helping yourself and someone can help you. When you see that challenge, you're like, oh, I know that someone must have been through this before. I know that someone has gone through this challenge before. It may not be exactly the same way, but it is similar, right? There is similarity there. But when you think, oh, I'm the only one going through this. No one else struggles with this. It's only me and my friends group. I'm the one who's left out. I'm the one who's struggling. Now, all of a sudden, you don't know who to go to and no one can help you. So listen to this. Harvard Business Review states that 95% of people procrastinate. And I'm adding this. Maybe the other 5% are still thinking about it. <laughs> Maybe the other 5% are still thinking about their answer. I'm, I'm joking, obviously, but 95% of people procrastinate. And the other 5% are either lying, don't know, or do it anyway, but don't recognize it. Or maybe they've found some habits. And that's how I like to think about it, that anyone who is not procrastinating or overthinking anymore, that's not like a God-given gift. It's not like a born with 
propensity. It's something that you build. It's something that you work towards. It's like muscles. Like no one is just born with muscles, right? Actually, everyone has muscles. Everyone is born with muscles. I take that back. We, we use the word muscle incorrectly now. Everyone is born with muscles, but not everyone is born with a specific type of muscle. That's something that they developed, something that they worked on. And all of these are habits. You have to look at habits like muscles. You have to look at mindsets like muscles. You cannot separate them from looking, just like you can build a muscle, you can build a mindset, right? Remember that just as you can build a muscle, you can build a mindset. Studies show that there are a number of things that we procrastinate over and using some of the studies and using some of my thoughts have just kind of created this group of six things that we procrastinate over. Now you may say, Jay, there's a few more things that we procrastinate over and that's fine. That's, that's totally true. But studies show that these are the root. And this is why I really think this is important when I'm about to share now that usually we're dealing with the symptom of an issue. We rarely get to the root of the issue. Rarely. You know, when there's an argument at work, we're focused on the latest gossip of this week. When actually the issue is we don't like our jobs, right? When, when there's a family issue at, at a family dinner, we're carried away this week that we're having this discussion when actually we realize there's some people in our family that have had a conflict that haven't talked about it. When we think about our friend circle, we're talking about the latest breakup in our friend circle. But the truth is we realize that we actually need to be surrounded by a new bunch of people. If you look at any area of your life, we spend so much time on the surface, at the symptom level, at the level of superficiality, when actually what we're looking to deal with is much deeper. And therefore, we have to go to the root. And this is definitely a mindset that I learned as a monk, is we would constantly meditate and reflect to get to the root of something. In any situation, if you're facing a challenge, what's the root? If you're facing a problem, what's the root? And unless you could uncover the root, it wasn't just about solving the situational challenge. Sometimes we as humans, we just try and solve the situational challenge, but not the deep-rooted challenge. Like we have a headache. Like, okay, I'll pop some pills. The reason for your headache is that you're eating the wrong food. The reason for your headache is you're stressed because of work. You know what I mean? And you, you, solve, the, you solve the immediate feeling, but not the actual root. And we know this. We know this, right? So studies show that these are the six things we procrastinate over. So the first thing is we procrastinate and overthink when something is boring, right? When you find something boring, you'll procrastinate and you'll overthink and all of that kind of stuff, right? Now, the second thing, when something is annoying, right? When something's annoying, you'll overthink and procrastinate about it. So it's not just boring, it's annoying. Like boring is like, oh, it's boring, you know, it's average, it's basic. Annoying is like, oh, this just annoys me. It frustrates me. It's, you know, it's that kind of feeling. The third thing is when something is arduous, right? Or hard or draining or difficult. The fourth thing is when something is ambiguous. This one's really interesting. When something's unclear, when we lack that clarity. Number five is when something is unstructured. There aren't steps, right? It's like the difference between... We call it Ikea. Do you call it Ikea in the US? If you're listening in the US, Ikea, Ikea. We call it Ikea. I don't even know if that's right. I don't know what they... So, but Ikea or Ikea, whichever's right. It's like, imagine that came without an instruction manual, right? It's come unstructured. It's unstructured and it's come without structure. How would you put it together? Are you good at that? Can you do that, right? But we overthink and we procrastinate when things are unstructured. And sixth, we 
Procrastinate and overthink when we lack purpose, when we lack meaning, when we lack like an affinity to what we're doing, when we don't feel that it's going to make us feel better. And so these are the six types, boring, annoying, arduous, ambiguous, unstructured, and lacking purpose or meaning. And so these are the root. Whatever your procrastinating or overthinking patterns are, their root lies in these six. Now, think about this for a moment. Real procrastination overthinking genuinely comes from fear, right? Like it really comes from a fear. And there are four types of fear that we all face. And I'm sure that you'll agree. And these I've learned by listening to so many of you and understanding so many of you. So the four types of fear that we face are fear of failure, fear of our expectations, fear in our lack of or abilities, and the fear of regret. F-E-A-R. Failure, expectations, abilities, regret. This is what we fear. We fear that we will fail. We fear that it won't work. Expectations. We fear that our expectations are too high or too low, or we have this expectation in our mind of what it should be, and we're scared that it won't be that. Abilities. We fear our abilities. We fear that we have the actual skills and potential and techniques to reach there. And then we fear regret. We fear that, what if I do this? Will I regret it? What if I don't do this? Will I, will I regret it? Like you get lost in that regret cycle. But what I've looked at the root of all fear When you look at all of these four types of fear, so remember that acronym, F-E-A-R, failure, expectations, abilities, regret. Those are the roots of our fear as well. But when you really look at it, when we really push even deeper to the root of all procrastination and overthinking. So what I'm saying is that when I look at the root of procrastination and overthinking, we say it's fear. But what is the root of fear? And the root of fear is self-doubt. Wherever you have self-doubt, you procrastinate. Wherever you don't have self-doubt, you don't procrastinate. Think about it for a moment, right? It's really, really simple. Wherever you have self-doubt, you procrastinate. Wherever you doubt your abilities, whether you doubt your talents, whether you doubt your network, whether you doubt your skills, those are the places you overthink and procrastinate. Whereas when you don't have self-doubt, you just move on. So you don't doubt yourself trying to brush your teeth or take a shower or maybe even do something complex at work that when you first did it, you had that overthinking, you had that procrastination, but now it's become simple. See, you can try and focus as much as you want, but if you don't remove self-doubt, you will still procrastinate. And this is why in my podcast, I'm not just, sometimes it's like, it's hard work, like we're going deeper, but we're going to the root because so much of us are just focusing on like, all right, what are the three steps to focus? What are the two ways to improve my focus? What are the four ways to be more productive? And those things are important, but when it comes to procrastination and overthinking, we have to overcome our self-doubt. We have to go to the root. If you don't remove self-doubt, you'll still procrastinate. So many of you are not starting that business. So many of you are not starting that YouTube channel. So many of you are not starting that book club. So many of you are not starting to meditate. So many of you, and me, so me too. Like I procrastinate and overthink too, right? I procrastinate and overthink too. How many of you took a year to start something? How many of you took three years to start something? How many of you still haven't started after one, three, six, 10 years? 
Now you don't have to remove self-doubt before you start because when you start, you naturally remove self-doubt. Listen to that again. You don't have to remove self-doubt before you start. That's a myth. When you start, you naturally remove self-doubt. So this is the mistake that we make. We think we have to be ready before we start, not realizing that starting is being ready and you become more ready as you continue. Now, there's a video coming out around Valentine's Day with me and my wife where you'll see me going through this with something that most of you will find fairly basic, but for me, it was really, really difficult and I can't wait for you to see it. I can't wait for you to check it out. So I, I won't give anything away. But this is the four-step technique to break down your procrastination pattern. So when you're struggling to start, when you're struggling to get going, these are the four steps you take every time. So every time you notice, you recognize, you become aware of yourself getting lost in procrastination and overthinking, this is what I want you to do right? It's as simple as that. And I'm giving you this, like this has to just cut through the noise straight away. This has to cut through the noise, right? Nothing else. You don't have to get lost trying to do anything else. This is exactly where I want your energy to go. So I'm giving you the thought process, hear my voice in your head when it happens and go straight there. Here's the four step technique. Step one, think right now of one big thing that you're currently procrastinating about. Right, let's say it's, should I work for myself? Should I start making content? Whatever it is, like think about it for yourself. What is the one big thing that you're currently procrastinating about? Maybe it's moving home, moving country, changing job, starting a side hustle. What is that one big thing for you? So I'll give you an example for me. Around five years ago, it was, should I start making content? Should I make videos? And at that time, I didn't know anyone who had made videos. I didn't know anyone who was a YouTuber. I didn't know anyone who was an entrepreneur, to be honest, like in that space. And I was asking myself this question, do I start, do I not start? Is there a need, is there not a need? And all I wanted to do always, like genuinely, all I ever wanted to do was share advice and insight in an entertaining way so that people could learn, grow, and share and improve their lives. That's all I had in mind. Like, that was it, my vision. My vision wasn't to have, you know, all these platforms or any of that. My vision was just, hey, should I, I, I feel like I should do this. Like, I feel a connection to this. And the crazy thing is, it took me two years before I made a video. But for those two years, I was watching I was researching, I was reflecting, I was thinking about style, about tone, about all these types of things. And so my two years were useful, even though they probably could have been condensed into three months if I was proactive about it, right? If I was proactive about it, I could have done that research much quicker, but I was dabbling in too many different things. So it took longer. And sometimes we find this, that whatever you've been procrastinating about, because you don't just set aside time to dive straight into it, you spend two times, too much time. So now, whatever that big procrastination overthinking that's been lasting too long, I want you to dive into it. When I said dive into it, I mean like clear your whole weekend and spend your whole weekend thinking about this. What I mean by that is every weekend for the next month, eight days, spend those eight days figuring this out, right? Whatever it means, it means blocking time to dive deep. It means getting immersed. It means getting obsessed with this overthinking. If you don't get obsessed with what you're overthinking about, you will keep overthinking about it right? If you don't get obsessed about what you're overthinking about, you will keep overthinking about it because you're not facing it. You're not learning about it. You're not getting personal with it. Now, the second thing you have to do, so now you should have the one big thing that you're currently procrastinating about. You should have it in your mind. 
Got it? Great. And write it down. Write it down to clarify what it truly is for you. What is it right now? Are you struggling to figure out a move, start a side hustle, start your passion business, do something for your kids, whatever it is? Now ask yourself this question. Which one of the triggers is it? Which one of the triggers is it? Is it because, are you avoiding it? Are you overthinking? Are you procrastinating because you're finding it boring? Because it's annoying? Because it's difficult and hard? Because it's ambiguous? Because it's unstructured? Or because it lacks purpose? Which one is it? Really think about it. And I don't want you to say, oh, it's because I don't have enough time. That's, that's not in the list. So it can't be that right? It's not, oh, I don't have enough time. I don't have energy. I'm too tired. Okay. You're not avoiding it because you're tired. You're avoiding it because it's difficult because you're tired. You're avoiding it because it's annoying because you're tired. You're avoiding it. You know, which one is it? Go to the root. And I want you to write down one. So let's say my, my example is I'm struggling to figure out whether I should move to a home from an apartment. And I may say, oh, I'm scared. I don't know anything about it. I'm not sure if I can afford it. You know, whether all of those are the very natural things. But when I really ask myself, like, what is it? It's because it's ambiguous. I've never done it before. I don't know how it works, especially in the US. I don't know what it would look like. I don't know how much it will be, right? It's ambiguous. It's just an unknown territory. So what we're doing here is we're turning our emotional response of like, I'm scared about this. I'm overthinking about this. I don't know what to do. I'm lost. That's all emotion. We're turning that into logical understanding. We're turning emotional fear into logical understanding, right? You may say you're scared, but why are you scared? We're trying to make your fear rational, right? Whenever you procrastinate, you you have to ask yourself with this, what is that trigger out of those six? So let's take a look at the example of a few years ago when I was thinking about starting making content. Like, why was I overthinking it? I was overthinking it because it was unstructured and ambiguous, right? It was one of those two. I had purpose. I really found it purposeful. I didn't find it boring. I didn't find it frustrating and annoying. And I didn't find it difficult, arduous or draining. It was because it was ambiguous and unstructured. I didn't know the path and I didn't know much about it, right? Does that make sense? So I want you to pinpoint which one it is for you. So you really want to get to the root of it and you want to use these six to understand it right? You want to use these six to understand it. So when I look at when I'm thinking about writing a book and I'm overthinking about writing a book, that's because it's hard work, right? Writing a book was hard work. So when I was overthinking and procrastinating about doing it, it's because I was like, wow, this is hard. Like there's structure. It's not ambiguous. There's lots of books out there. It doesn't lack purpose. I like, I have purpose for writing a book. I don't find it annoying and I don't find it boring. It's hard work, right? And now the next step you take is you go, why is it hard work? Why is it ambiguous? Why is it unstructured? So this is step three. Why is it hard work? It's hard work because I don't know how to write or I didn't know how to write. Why is it ambiguous? It's ambiguous because I haven't spoken to anyone who knows about it. Why is it unstructured? Because I haven't come up with a plan, right? So the third question is just asking yourself, why is that the root? Why do I lack purpose with it? Oh, because I haven't found meaning in it because it doesn't make me happy. It doesn't make me excited, right? Why do I find it boring? Oh, because I haven't found the insight into it. So the fourth step is doing the opposite of your challenge. If your answer is it's difficult, you want to make it easy for yourself. So I'll give you an example. When I was first thinking about making videos, the pressure for most people trying to make videos is, oh, I want millions of views. I want millions of subscribers. That's difficult. It feels difficult. How do you make it easy? 
hey, let me just post a video from my phone every single day, right? Let me just make it really, really simple. If I'm struggling with ambiguity, then I need to do the opposite. All right, let me get knowledge. The opposite of ambiguity is knowledge. How do I get knowledge? Let me go to a talk, a seminar, a conference. Let me speak to a business person, right? So you do the opposite. So when I uncover that, why am I finding this difficult? It's because I don't have writing skills. Okay, let me go and get writing skills. Let me go to a writing school. Let me read books about writing. Notice how all of that starts to solve the issue and then take action on it, right? Then take action, then go and do that. That's the fourth step. Once you come up, do the opposite. The fourth step isn't think of the opposite. The fourth step is do the opposite. So step one, think of the one big thing that you're struggling with. Number two, which of the triggers is it? Why is that trigger true? Four, do the opposite of that trigger. It sounds simple, but it works like magic. I cannot tell you how powerful this principle is to really get to the root, to cut through the noise, and to really make a difference in your life. I want you to take action. Remember this. You don't have to remove self-doubt to start. When you start, you naturally remove self-doubt. But this process will help you actually attack the right area. It's like in your body, when you're feeling unwell, you don't just pop any pill and hope that it will work because there's a certain diagnosis. I'm teaching you how to diagnose yourself emotionally. I'm teaching you how to diagnose yourself emotionally, mentally. A doctor helps you diagnose yourself physically. I'm trying to help you diagnose yourself emotionally. This is how you diagnose yourself emotionally by figuring out what is the root, what is the main thing that is causing the issue, and then let's attack that. Let's work through that. Let's break through that together. There's no point in me giving you something that makes you feel better for two seconds. You may read a book or watch a movie or whatever, and it'll make you feel better for two seconds, but it doesn't solve the root. I want you to really break through procrastination in 2020. I really want you to stop overthinking in 2020. Practice this four-step method, please, please, please. And if you enjoyed today's session, if today's session has had an impact on you, if my podcasts have had an impact on you, if they have helped you, I promise you my book, Think Like a Monk, will take you to another level. It will take you to the next level. Head over to thinklikeamonkbook.com and you can pre-order the book. It's only 90 days away. It genuinely will make such a difference in your life. I will really appreciate it. I have put so much hard work into this book. So much of my life's work is in this book. It's my first ever book. And your support would mean the absolute world to me, honestly. And I really genuinely hope that you will go out and get it. Please, please, please. It would mean the world. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm sharing it with you with so much love and affection because it's almost like... I know that it's going to help you. So I'm, I'm proposing and pleading with you to read the book because I want you to be peaceful and purposeful every single day. Thank you so much for listening to On Purpose. If you are not a subscriber, make sure you go and subscribe so you don't miss an episode this year. We have got some huge guests coming your way. And if you have subscribed, please leave a review and rate the podcast. It means so much. I'm going to be reading a couple of reviews out right now, actually. I'm going to start doing this as many times as I can on these episodes. So by the way, everyone, we have 11,000 five-star reviews. So let's get that up to 20,000 in 2020, right? That's, that's the goal, 20,000 in 2020. So this is some of the most meaningful ones that I'm seeing. 
Okay, Jay Shetty, thank you. Even though I'm 36, I'm new to the podcast. I'm now a week in listening to your show and I'm finding these moments where I'm hearing information on your show that I need to hear in my life at the moment. It's relevant, it's life-changing because I'm curious now, learning about new people, ideas, and it makes me really think about who I am and what is my purpose. So with my deepest gratitude, thanks for your work. You're a definition of change agent. I'm authentically inspired. Thank you so much, Mon Nicole C. Here we go, hope. No matter how bad my day is, the moment I listen to your podcast, it just lightens up my hope in every aspect of life. Thank you so much for what you do for us. That's from Fry Meshkan. I hope I'm saying all these names right because I know they're not full names. Oh, sorry, that was on Friday for Meshkan. I'm so silly. Okay, it makes sense now, my bad. Awesome podcast, says DC Malcolm. I'm a big fan of podcasts and this one is one of the good ones. I like most all inspirational, motivational podcasts and in my opinion, what usually makes or breaks them is the host. Jay Shetty is a great host and interviewer and seems genuine. I'm sure his guests feel like he asked them questions that they haven't been asked in the millions of interviews they've already done. Thank you so much. So these are great reviews. Thank you so much for putting those on. Make sure you take a moment to do that as well. Remember the goal is 20,000 reviews in 2020. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much.